big, big smile. Big smile. Right. Okay, everybody. All right, we're live. Uh, what's what's up, guys and girls and everyone in between? How are we doing out there in uh, YouTube land? Coming to you via the magic of the internet. This is episode 110 of the Scope, your source for FPS news, banter, and all around good times and conversation. I'm one of your co-hosts, Crash, joined by my two other co-hosts, Buff and Blue. What's up, men? What's oh, uh, up? What a week. What a week, man. There's uh, there's stuff to talk about. It's like not a ton of news stories, but some big ones. Some big ones to get into. Um, yeah, man. Buff is back from his sickness. He's recovered. We didn't lose him. Back. You got down with the sickness. Yeah, you almost <laughs> lost me. It's pretty, was, pretty close. Were there some dark times in there or what? Yeah, dude. I was, I was at 103.6 and I was like, holy fuck, I might need to call an ambulance. Oh, dang. <laughs> dang, cooking it out. I've, yeah. I've said this like every time one of my friends gets sick, sick man, I'm due. I haven't, excuse me, I haven't been sick in a really long time and I just... I feel like I'm on borrowed time. Like I, I should be getting sick any day now because it's been so long. And now that you said it, next week uh, it'll just be me, me and Buff. Knock on yeah, right. Yeah, just plan on that. <laughs> Since I put that out into the world, it's just gonna be Buff and Blue next week. I had a good yeah. run. I had a good run. But uh, yeah, what's up, everybody in chat? Big Fry, good to see you, man. Uh, Blackout, J Bugs, Woo, uh, Phoenix, Teamer, Seth, all you guys appreciate you. Woo with the nine ninety nine super chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it, man. That's Woo! super, super kind of you. Thank dude. you, brother. Really, really appreciate it, man. <laughs> super kind of if you. If I dude. didn't make it, you he would have probably given you guys a bigger donation. So that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bigger buff guys. He just didn't pull through. Get, get buff. Yeah. Get. Oh, could have no. been the buff memorial show. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> Biggest internet FPS podcast drama out there right now. It would be would have been big scam. Would have been all over Deserto. We'd have been big time. You got to do crazy stuff like that to get famous, don't you know? Haven't you seen TikTok, man? Come on. That's true. That's true. We'll so we'll, fake a death? Yeah, we'll <laughs> fake Crash's death next week. We and, could. Uh, yeah, because I already we'll set finish. it up. I already set it yeah. up saying I should be getting really sick any day now. <laughs> so it's good. We're priming the, the arms of an angel. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Man. Donate to Crash's uh, memorial fund. <laughs> and then like two weeks later a new gaming channel pops up on youtube dash games dash games and it's me yeah. with like sunglasses just, and i shave my just, facial hair yeah yeah just get the mustache <laughs> perfect man this is really coming together the only problem is we're live when we talked about it so dang it man Darn. gave dang away it. our secrets but again uh we thank you for the 9.99 um we're gonna go around and talk about what we've been up to uh, I know Blue talked a little bit about it before we went live. I've been kind of out of the loop. I was off the grid for a little bit. Um, we'll get into that. But before we do a couple of housekeeping things, thank you guys. First off, for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, this show is sponsored by uh, you guys. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Uh, we, we really, really, really do appreciate it. Uh, keep the comments coming in chat. They're on the screen so people watch it back. You guys are part of the show as well as folks have been uh, downloading the audio version quite a bit, more than I thought. It goes up every week uh, with audio downloads. So that's super kind of you guys. If you guys got a second and want to support the show, uh, drop us a uh, review on Spotify or Apple. Helps us a lot, pushes the show out. And uh, we do appreciate our audio listeners as well. You guys are all awesome. 
So, with that being said, dude, what have you been up to, Blue? Where, why were you? Why were you out and about? What are you? What are you going on? You're unplugged from the internet, or what? Unplugged from the internet. Uh, I f- so last, actually, I never talked about it. Uh, by the way, Justin, thank you for the four ninety nine, brother. Appreciate it. Hell yeah, Jeez, new man. week, new you, new battlefield disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's already starting. The game's not even announced yet. Oh yeah. Oh jeez, but uh, nah, just uh, again I, after you know the accident a couple weeks ago, I finally got the new truck. It's sitting in the driveway. Looks good. Already got a couple little things already installed on it. And uh, also, I never mentioned. I don't think I, I mentioned it last episode because there was just so much to talk about. And we didn't get to it. Um, or we forgot about it. The my community manager spot, or did, or did we talk about it? Oh, uh, we didn't quite get to it, but I, I saw your video. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I became a community manager for Incursion Red River officially. Uh, you know, doing meetings with these guys and all the time uh, with all all the stuff that I could see what development goes on behind the scenes now, uh, which is crazy. Uh, the amount of uh, work that that people do and uh, it's 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 very stressful especially if you have like a a second job and you're pretty much working a you know uh you're basically working two jobs for game development so it's really cool to see it um but yeah it's it's gonna be really interesting to see uh how the community reacts to it yeah fry's gonna be you know blaming the stuff on me now yeah Um, i gotta you know respond all to the youtube comments now and twitter and stuff like that so but just let yeah. him have it. Curse of Red River, official community manager. So really cool to, to finally be a part of a, a development team. So for those who aren't familiar, that is, if I'm not mistaken, what used to be Project Quarantine? There's yes. Right? Yeah, okay. It used to be Project Quarantine. Um, a lot of people thought, from what I saw in some YouTube comments, they thought Project Quarantine was the asset pack. <laughs> so they thought they just took an asset pack and switched the name. Which is hilarious. So yeah, already off to a great start. You got some work to do, do bud. Damage control. I got a lot of work <laughs> to do. I'm out there trying to do damage control. But you know what? It's, it's I I think YouTube comments prepared me a lot for um working with some of the things. So yeah, yeah, man, gotta have that thick skin <laughs> if you're on the internet. Yeah, especially mm. uh. I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but uh, short form content, the comments in uh, YouTube shorts and TikTok are a completely different breed. Uh, and I, uh, I enjoy reading them. It makes me feel better about myself and uh, my mental state. <laughs> so, like I already got to do damage control in the comments. Like, Damn it. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool, man. I, but, I, I, uh, cool, I'll but be... I just really just working on just working on the truck. I mean, again, just uh, what was it? Uh, pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty good to just uh, get away from Twitter and stuff like that, especially before I really get into the position more, because then I'll be like glued to a computer, which so yeah. it's nice. But I'm I'm setting up the truck to go camping, dude. We're gonna that's sick. you know get a rooftop camp and everything. You're gonna be a Broverlander. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> I'm already. I already found a community. Yeah. In my town. <laughs> he is. He's a true Broverlander, guys. We're gonna lose yeah, him to a Broverlander dude. podcast. Dang it, man. We're gonna lose. Getting the full, you know, winch in the front, yeah. and you know, 
Get the little, it up by two inches, you get the, know. Get the Toyota edition uh, mattress that airs up and fits right in the back so you can sleep in the back. And oh, Damn man. it. How did he know about that? Uh, there is a, a mattress that form fits. I know. <laughs> well, so oh, long shit. story short, I bought a topper for my truck, a soft topper. It's like a canvas topper so I could haul all the junk when we go to the ranch. Dude. I was looking at them on the forums and they're all on these, like everybody gets them that are these Broverlander guys that just like put insulation in them and set up little camping deals in the back of their Toyotas and stuff. So I know, I know the road you're headed down. Okay. I know a little okay. bit about and, it. And even, even like the, the, the canvas backing on the, on the back of the forerunner too, to all stuff and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. it's funny that oh, you yeah. brought that up too, but it's great. Then yeah, you're going to be I'm asking excited. me Starlink questions so you can be gaming out there in your, when you're Broverlander rig. That, dude, I'll take a road trip out to Kansas. Easy. You know? Easy. <laughs> That's you can awesome. Go, you can go, you know, mud in, in, your, in, uh, in your town, in your area. <laughs> Heck yeah. But no, man, congrats. Congrats from us on the, on the CM role. That's awesome. I, I look forward yeah, to, dude, I look forward to checking in on that and, as we go and seeing what you're learning, like what you're seeing and, that's going to be cool to like have an inside view. Cause I, I've often thought about, it'd be cool to get closer to that and see what goes on behind the scenes when, with just devs, like, and how they're doing. Yeah. Stuff like that, that's so. kind of like why I, you know, I, I just put it out there and the guys are really cool of like, allow me to be a part of the team. Um, you know, of course, like signing NDAs like that. I'm going to let, I'm letting all the secrets out. Just kidding. Leak. Um, <laughs> so but yeah no i i think uh um and, and fry kind of mentioned it a little bit i think it's time for, for like us as creators you got all these like youtubers out here making games now and yeah. game projects and stuff like that so it's i think it's only form fitting that you know we start to like see more and more uh creators start getting to these positions and it's sweet and it's it's uh you know it's another uh chip on the block i guess yeah, because you got uh, uh, Lossie is uh, with Bulkhead working on War Dogs as a community manager, and then Devil Dog with uh, Madfinger with on Gray Zone. Zone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it makes sense. So. That's cool. That's awesome, man. Dude, uh, Buff, how about you? You probably just been in the sick ward, huh, dude? You've been nursing <laughs> yourself back to health, or what have you been up to? Yeah, I was pretty focused on not dying um, for a while there. But, Good uh, play. So I didn't play anything, but I did. I did. Um, just last night, I watched a um, 4K UHD, like, full uh, gameplay of Battlefield 3 single player. Just, like, watched all three and a half hours of it. and oh, The like, campaign? What? Yeah, dude. That's my favorite campaign <laughs> of any game um, out besides The Last of Us. Like, I loved that campaign. So I just watched this dude play it in 4K, and I was just like, man. It's, it's crazy. to remake it. You know what? I was just playing. I mean, it was Battlefield Four, but I was playing Rush Operation Metro. Oh yeah, again, great. and uh, oh my god, just just the the fun I was having. But yeah. a lot of people didn't kind of harked on Battlefield Three's campaign when it first I came mean, out. I, actually, I, I, lo I loved it. I mean, if you look back, especially Battlefield's never been known for campaigns. Um, but of all the campaigns, I mean, the bad companies were good, but I still think Battlefield Three, hands down like the best story i thought that was a really really good story and the back and forth between you know the marines and the the russian specialized unit was yeah, yeah. Was really cool so that was that was i just i there's a lot of memorable missions uh for me with that you know there like is yeah the, tank, uh, the, 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 the fire yes yeah, the, yeah. Um, the halo jump paris yeah like just oh a halo jump really was epic stuff. yeah yeah so i mean that 
And then, you know, obviously we're battlefield this today with what happened with 2042 with no single player. It just kind of just just was like a reminder, like a painful reminder. Like, man, it really was so much better to be a gamer in like 2010 through 2014 with like peak. Yeah. I like like Wu said in chat, like right along those lines with that battlefront remaster coming. Did you guys see that? Uh, so it's, it's not, the, no. they, so yeah, I, I, we can mention that actually in a quick shot because I I totally forgot about. It. That's the only thing that I heard about this this entire week. We can talk much, about it now I if you was, want. Uh, I don't have yeah, quick shots quick. on the list, man. Am okay, I, or... we can talk because basically they relaunched quick shot in the beginning. Uh, they relaunched Battlefront, uh, one and two again pretty much like for like the, the uh, most, consoles like the, like the, the OG, most... like 2005 2005 2007 oh, the ogs yeah the those ogs awesome. man those and so they good. like they like brought them back and they introduced like new uh heroes uh and brought in like battlefront one maps to battlefront two um wow, nice and now the modding scene again has exploded for it too which is super awesome so even more mods are getting more spotlights stuff like that but they brought in like kit fisto and nice. uh believe no Ayla was already there before but uh yeah they brought in like battlefront one maps like uh bespin and renvar to like battlefront two and awesome. people used to do that and that was like original cut content as well too before really? they stopped okay. so they you know they said i don't know why they did it it's kind of just i guess because it was like the anniversary i believe um is it already released is, no yeah, Saz ventures and, and kit fisto um it's coming oh, nice. march 14th yeah heck yeah so that's awesome those, i had so much fun with those i like just the being, like, 64 player multiplayer yeah that was like those it's were, gonna be on pc it, that's crazy and it's like oh wow it's it's kind of like you know they have to relaunch these old games to get people hyped for star wars again because <laughs> yeah. clearly the uh the new battlefront games didn't well, do so well so, i mean too, it super is well. it is an ea title so maybe Maybe we'll see a little Battlefield three or four remastered would be would be pretty nice down the road. Oh, so yeah, yeah. but uh, so they're saying, uh, and, and not even just that too. Uh, Asper was the developer and the publisher for this, and, okay. and they also did uh, the old Tomb Raider one, two, and three remasters. All right, as well too. So it's interesting to see kind of like a, a relaunch in a bunch of old games as well. That's yeah, that's really cool. So yeah, the Battlefront collection comes next month with sixty-four player online. They're adding wow. bonus yeah, map to man. the first one, Jabba's Palace. Bonus maps to Battlefront Two: Bespin, Rinvar, Harbor Citadel, and Yavin Four Arena. Plus yeah, so those heroes. were those were about yeah those were Battlefront One maps bring getting brought into Battlefront Two with or Battlefront Two again, which yeah. was cut content before they stopped development. Nice. Which will blast onto Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X on March 14th. PC? No? It is launching on PC, though, which is strange. It doesn't say Are they it there. Because it says, it says coming March 14th, 2024 on Steam. Huh. And it's the Battlefront Classic Collection. So Okay. You get Battlefront nice. 1 and 2. I'm going to check it out. Which, Dude. again, for... It says, yeah, right now it's on sale for $31.51. Uh, but it's like thirty-five dollars and one cent normally. I don't know what, why the one cent, but yeah, it'd be cool yeah. if they because I I remember they had Battlefront Three was like 
pretty it was in progress at the time and they had some it good was stuff close going. to being done yeah, yeah it so was. it'd be cool if they brought in some of that stuff i remember seeing a I lot of footage so. but I, I mean it was right i think it was radical yeah. something the developer yeah, yeah. for it and it was gonna be um what was it gosh it was gonna be like i think they said it was like 95 percent complete yeah. before they canceled they it yeah and it yeah. was and it had the the ground to space battles and the, the transition it. and stuff like that yeah, yeah that was what everyone wanted because they battlefront one was like you had you know land battles with some air combat and then battlefront two brought in space battles so we, we just you know battlefront three had to bring in ship to you know or space to land and then we you know that's what we thought the ea games would bring in and it was just like a almost like a dumbed down version um of the original which was yeah. strange but yeah. it's well, weird Pandemic studios was the og devs for battlefront one and two radical was for battlefront three they switched up the developers okay and then yeah. we didn't get a, a ground to space like a seamless transition to what no man's sky probably that was like yeah 10, yeah 10 years i mean they had their own technology starfield. and it was like kidding starfield yeah starfield can't even do that um <laughs> the loading screen anywhere you want to go like, it was like it wasn't a loading screen but it was kind of if i remember seeing like some of the leaked gameplay from battlefront 3 it was like you would you know and of course all of this you can go first person third person the first person like cockpits as well were like amazing it looked so yeah, cool I, I remember well, seeing that gameplay by those graphics by those times you know but um it was like when you go from land go to space it was almost like a loading screen you were like burning through the atmosphere and that was like your loading screen so, but it was it was still pretty seamless. Nice, yeah. No, that's Excited. huge. I have I have very fond memories of the OG ones on PS2. Some of the first like game PlayStation I ever did. Two. Yeah. Uh, man, I'd oh man, we too. Good time. I would routinely on weekends like stay up until the sun came up, playing Galactic Conquest like over and over and over and over. Oh my god, getting all the yeah taking dude, the planets uh, over Conquest was so much so good. Dang it, man. That's why I kind of like. That's why I kind of like Helldivers a bit, you know, because it really? kind of reminds you of it a little bit. I need to check that out. Um, if you guys also might have caught at the beginning, I've been a little bit unplugged from the internet as well. I actually took a crazy trip out to the ranch that I'm hoping to move my family to. Uh, I drove clear out there this week with a friend of mine, and we did a bunch of measurements and stuff, trying to figure out what all I need to uh, fix up the house. And, uh, man, it was awesome. We got out. We did a little predator hunting, tried to call in some coyotes. Saw a lot of deer, antelope, mule deer, white-tailed deer, antelope. Get me excited. You're going to be uh, eating good. No turkeys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to when Mini Crash gets bigger. That kid's eating like a horse already, dude. <laughs> so, But no, it was fun to get out, do some hiking, do some shooting, and uh, see, some, see some deer and stuff. I, at one point, I was, sitting, I was sitting on the back porch of the house. I was glassing uh, mule deer, climbing up a canyon wall on one side and about that time four whitetails came out of the creek bottom and i'm like looking at both species of deer from my, from my potential porch at the same time and i'm like i gotta get this i gotta get this going this is where this is where i need to be <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, pretty sweet um, i wonder how strong that's not did you test starlink out there already yeah i did said, i took right? it out there mm -hmm. yeah yeah dude it's wild man like say what you want about elon or whatever i don't care starlink is is insane it's so freaking sweet dude um so i'm on the uh the mobile plan i did that because you can pause it so like if somebody had an rv you can take it anywhere in the u.s and plug it in and get internet 
But with that, yeah, you have lower priority. If there's a bunch of residential people, they get first priority to data. So you kind of get throttled. But I was out there doing speed tests every once in a while on the RV plan, 150 to 300 down six to 30 up and ping was hanging around 40 to 60 sometimes as low as 30 because i was because we you know we want to take road trips and stuff like that and it would be nice because since my son's homeschooled it'd be nice that we could just get up and go but i need an internet connection for him to kind of just do his work every now and then yeah so it'd be you know i was looking at starlink so it's sick man you might in like more populated areas those speeds are probably going to be a fair amount slower um but when you get out there, out there, yeah. Where, where we're out there, like I said, this place I want to move to is like a hundred miles from the closest Walmart. Like we're legit out there, dude. You're 45 minutes to a tiny hole in the wall grocery store. Okay, like I am out in the sticks, and it's so wild to me. I have a box that's like this big, and I take it out. I set up the antenna with a clear view of the sky. I run a cord through the window inside, plug it into the router, plug it into the wall, and I have high speed internet in like two minutes. It's so if wild. It's not, if it's not a cloudy, if it's a cloudy day, does that affect it? I would uh, assume. Clouds don't affect it until it gets like super rainy, like thunderstorms and stuff. Dense. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll knock it offline and like um, snow, but it actually the antenna has a thing to melt snow in it, so it melts snow off of itself. Wow, that's um, cool. Which is pretty cool. So it's neat, man. Like I like I was I was talking to my buddy. I'm like, man. Like three, three or four years ago, this wouldn't even be a possibility for me to move out here because there would be no internet at all and no shot at internet. And then to think just a couple years later, you have these Starlinks with like 5,000 satellites orbiting the earth about 300 miles up, lets you do it, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> that he launched and, with his own rockets. Yeah. And, and, I, and <laughs> since, since I got into Starlink and like it's part of my future potentially, I'm trying to figure out, you know, is this going to be around? Is this going to be sustainable? And they've already started to make money with the company. Last year was like net positive for the first time. And they're launching like 22 satellites at a time, a couple times as a week. And that rocket is so insane. The Falcon 9, it goes up, shits out the satellites, and then lands back in the same spot. It comes back down and And then just. And they're doing doing launches like they're doing launches like every other day. Dude, I see them all the time here in Florida. Like I just looked, you know, towards the East Coast, and there's always, you know, I could see, you know, either. I either see the rocket going up or I see the aftermath of like the rocket smoke, stuff like that. So they, these, That's every so other week I'm just seeing them. It's, it's really cool to see. I'm a huge and, space like nerd and stuff like that. Yeah, so. And by the, by the end of the year, um, they're supposed to be uh, using their starship rocket, which is going to be able to hold like three, three to five times as much payload. So they're going to switch right now. They're launching the mini Starlink satellites. They're actually building bigger ones and they're going to launch more of those at a time on the starship rockets so it's crazy crazy. so it should be getting better and better elon said he eventually wants to get to where everybody gets a gig speed so i don't know did you real quick and and this is like uh kind of a little bit more space related you see the first private company that landed a lunar lander on the moon wasn't that spacex no it wasn't even spacex i didn't uh it was intuitive machines did spacex take it there uh i think they yeah technically i believe so but it was their lander but the fact that this was the first in 50 years any human machine has touched the surface of of the moon but the first time a private company ever has like now you're looking at 
privatizing space. You mean officially. the first time a private company has staged a moon landing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, big conspiracy oh. theory show here. Oh, launched it from the flat plane. <laughs> launched it from the flat plane that is Earth. Right up. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we live I in a simulation. I hope people don't think I'm serious, but birds aren't real. <laughs> <clears throat> birds are actually real. I've eaten a fair amount of them. Um, <clears throat> a, lot of, so, a lot of wires. I mean, uh, anyways, continue. <laughs> a high in iron content. Um, no, man, it, it was crazy. We uh, we tested Starlink. We actually, so get to, to get us kind of back on track a little bit, since we had Starlink in the evenings, we did a bunch of measurements to the house. I'm trying to budget everything to see if I can make this move. And then um, in the evenings, we caught back up on all the Rainbow Six stuff. So since we had high-speed internet, we could watch the Rainbow Six Siege Invitational stuff. We could watch the Year 9 roadmap stuff. Because it, it was my buddy Ham who I played Siege with. So we, we were sitting down drinking beers in the evening out in the middle of BFE watching all the Rainbow Six stuff. <laughs> so it, was, it was cool, man. It was just surreal um because that was that's always been a place where i'm on the top of the hill i go down in the canyon i text my wife hey i'm going down to the house i'll you call you tomorrow yeah. when i come back up out because you have nothing you know when you drop down in um now you can be streaming you, out there yeah you i was you gotta do stream out there man yeah now i was video calling my boy to say good night like from the house like it's crazy so that's dope school, man. that's dope uh I don't space see out there in the background is all rocks playing r6 you know I hope I can stream. I, I, I've some people have trouble with it, so we'll have to see because it can drop out for like a couple seconds or a second at a time. So it might be tough. I also kind of will want to. I might want to start a YouTube channel about like living out there, life out there, management, like hunting, wildlife, like kind of like a my own like meat eater thing, like from management all the way to harvesting oh, the animal from, to from cooking that, it. Yeah, that Netflix cool. show is amazing. I love it. it. Would be sweet, but anyway. To bring Sweet. that back around, Starlink is doing a lot better than Battlefield. Is that the is that the segue that we needed? <laughs> That's, there you I go. Think so, oh man, yeah, I'll be off the grid gaming. I'm gonna change all my YouTube stuff to off the grid gaming. That's gonna I be like it. <laughs> um, here we go. This was the big ticket item. Even had I could even tell this week I was a real podcaster. Guys, this is how I know. Like, we're, we're making it. We're making big things happen. Is when this broke, several people tagged me on Twitter. We got to talk about this on the podcast. That's how that's sick. That's, that's how we cool. know. So here we are, guys. And let me, let me try to frame this in a way that makes sense. Because I saw some people say, it's just one person leaving, or leaving Battlefield. Why are you worried about it? When 2042 launched, EA and everybody acknowledged they missed big time. They didn't hear what the community wanted, and it was basically they announced officially in earnings calls and in other interviews that it was a whiff. Not right before they said that players just didn't know how to use specialists and were too stupid, but remembers that. Um, <laughs> but what happened it was, was a game. yeah, they said it sucked, and that's I'm like, an how, I don't know. How, how are we changing it, right? So you have Rebecca Kutaz took over, dice, boom. Okay, then you have Marcus Sleto, starting a new studio called Ridgeline Games in, I think, Seattle. It was in the Pacific Northwest to work on the narrative part. You have Byron Bede from Call of Duty as part of the upper franchise creative director management and the big daddy, Vince Zampella, to oversee the Battlefield franchise from Respawn, formerly Infinity Ward. So that kind of sets the table for what happened. And you had uh, 
Ripple Effect is working on a new, different way to experience Battlefield. DICE in Sweden, they're working on traditional Battlefield multiplayer. Ridgeline Games was to be working on the next installment in the narrative direction for the universe of Battlefield. So that's what's up. And what happened a couple days ago, Marcus Leto quietly, not unnoticeably, but quietly left Ridgeline Games. And there is not much information about Ridgeline Games on LinkedIn and official sites and stuff like that as to what's going on. Basically, he just quietly left. He removed everything Battlefield and EA related from his bio on LinkedIn and on his uh, Facebook official page. He said that he left Ridgeline and left EA Games. He has, at the time of recording this podcast, this program, he has yet to comment on it. It feels weird that one of the big pillars of the, of the crew that's coming in to save Battlefield left before it was even announced. And that doesn't feel good. Now, it doesn't necessarily, that's, and, and, and that's what I want people to hear. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't necessarily mean it's doomed, but it doesn't feel good, right? So. And really quick, just to add on to that, I, I was looking to, and I, I, unless it was one of the executives, I think it was the VP or somebody at the executive level from that same studio stepped down a week or two yeah. prior also, which is <clears throat> interesting. Yep. Um, so in this uh, article from Eurogamer, this will frame it up a little bit better than I did. Um, Danny on PC saw it first. He, he lives on Twitter. Uh, it seems like Game Fabricator has left EA, removing all references from his bio. And then it is of note that the, he said the plot thickens. Co-founder of Ridgeline Games and art director Chris Matthews left in January to go to 343 Industries to work on Halo. So you have the co-founder and the director both leaving this new studio that was set up to work on Battlefield next narrative installment. That's wild. Like, I mean, yeah. And when we say, when we say narrative installment, what does that mean? Really? Is that supposed to be like the whole in universe storyline or I think it's more of what the first thing you said of it's more of like going along with the in lore universe of the current battlefield to continue okay. to continue on telling the story of the specialist through DLCs and up and you know updates stuff like that not I don't think it's going to be an official uh campaign game or a, a game with a campaign in it that's what I that's okay. I I thought the opposite of blue <laughs> So I, I took it to mean, be an actual campaign. Yeah, I took it to mean they were either some people worded it that they were working on a standalone single player That's battlefield game originally. And then also some people thought, no, it's actually the campaign part. But they were working on a narrative driven installment of Battlefield. Like That's what Ridgeline's catch for, mm. like title thing was. So they, they were working on a single player experience for Battlefield, whether that was standalone or in the next title. That's what they were working on. And. You can take it to mean several things. You can go as far as to say they're scrapping that, or you can take it to say, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Let's tinfoil hat it, guys. This is the disclaimer. Crash is now totally talking out of his ass and making stuff up right now. It could mean that I could really see this because one of the th things that I'm, why I'm sad about this is because Marcus, when he first got on, was really, really receptive and really active talking to the community. What do you like about Battlefield? What makes it special to you? What would you like to see in a game? He was all over Twitter. He was almost Mark Rubin levels of transparency and interaction. Yeah. It was great. Yep. So we got excited. And then I could see them saying, Tom Henderson also said, if we put this together, Tom Henderson also said that 
the the specialists were here to stay and they were going to build on them narratively about the backstories and, and lore with the specialists and everyone hates the specialists. Great I idea. Could see, I could see Leto saying that's dumb and I'm not doing that. And EA yeah. saying, yeah, you are. And then Leto going, no, bye. So I could see, I could see creative differences being an issue because someone who is actually listening to the community would know that we don't want specialists anymore. But EA yeah. sees dollar signs. And that's, I, that's the thing. I think I mentioned to you uh, in, in our like, chat earlier. I was just like, I don't know if it's, if it's good news or if it's bad news. And it, most likely it's, I mean, we're not going to know until probably next year sometime when we see what this is going to pan out to be story-wise and game-wise. But yeah, I mean, it's a good point. The other, the other, I saw someone floating in the comments, well, maybe he did everything that needed to be done, and then, then he just like decided to step away and turn that position over to someone else while he maybe potentially went back to Halo or something. We're not going to know, but it it is... I like your perspective on it, Crash, because he did he did ask... He, he was the only person I really saw... Ever. ...who, who was... In engaging with the fan base and everyone in the fan base said we don't want specialists so exactly if, if ea is trying to force specialists and then he's just like okay well you know i'm not going to be involved in another train wreck you guys brought me in for a reason i'm not i'm not you know if you're not going to learn from it i'm going to step away that would you know that would make the most sense to me uh so i'm i'm Really curious to see what what ends up with this, but I think we can all agree if if they are in fact sticking with the specialist um, narrative, I think that's obviously a big mistake. So hopefully that's kind of what this is: is him disagreeing and stepping away and not being a part of it. Yeah. So I would I would almost guess that eventually he might comment on it. Um, it probably has to pass through PR checks, and everybody has to make sure it's all right before he tweets it. I could see him commenting on it. Uh, the other thing that we need to keep our eye on is if Ridgeline stays intact, that might tell us if the next Battlefield is going to have a, a narrative installment or a campaign, or, or if it's scrapped. So that's going to be the next thing to keep an eye on, in my opinion, is if that continues, if Ridgeline even continues as a studio. Because he was the one starting it. Uh, he was the one talking about hiring. He was the one sending job postings. Like, he was the dude at Ridgeline Studios that EA was starting. So him leaving before they even announced it. And that's where I saw people saying, maybe he's already done what he needs to do. It's like, dude, they haven't even announced the game or what they're working on yeah. yet. There's no way he's done everything he needs to do. They're probably, they're no. probably still in the, in the rough concepting phase. Like there's no, maybe he just didn't like the direction it was going in. Or I mean, he was probably planning on this a long time ago. That's what it feels like. Doesn't it blue? Like he's just, he didn't like how it was headed is the only way you leave this early i mean there's so many other developers that have left uh before 2042 was officially announced there's there's some of course that left afterwards um yeah i guess this isn't a, such a great time to be a, a battlefield fan yep and if that is the case if if because he like like we said he was the only one that was what do you guys want to see what what makes battlefield great to you and, and taking all the feedback and he said, like, he went through, played all the games, like, you know, did all the research. So somebody that's that hands-on and doing that, um, I think he would have gathered what the fans actually wanted. And, like, you just went through, you know, the different heads of different areas, like Byron Bean from Call of Duty, um, 
all the different positions that they put in place after 2042, it just seems to me like we're like there's a lot of Call of Duty people involved, and I'm fearful that that's kind of exactly what they're doing is doubling down on the specialists and doubling like going trying to be like, oh, you know, we just didn't explain it right. If we do it again, but like you know, explain it better. Then yeah, it'll I be a, better. Then it will be received better when anybody in the community could, you know, that's what's concerning is because he was taking feedback and now he's gone. It's like, well, you know, clearly there must have been some sort of just like disagreement then in direction because he was yeah. the only one listening to the fans. That's what it. That's what it feels like. I, we can't say for sure, right? Like, we don't have confirmation, but that's just how it feels. That's how things kind of add up. Um, but we'll, we won't be able to confirm it, like you said, Buff, until we see what's announced next year, and then we'll be able to kind of backfill what actually is going on. So, But to be honest, from, like, a PR standpoint, I'm surprised there hasn't been a statement released or something because it really looks very, very bad that, to have him just leaving. So suddenly, and I don't, I don't know that we will hear anything from him because he's probably has has signed an NDA. Um, probably, and we probably won't hear anything for, you know, however long that NDA lasts, if ever. But from a PR standpoint, like you know, you released a trash game, and then you went through this, tried to get this goodwill back, and now you have somebody that was actually interacting and listening to the fans leaving it just doesn't look good and, and honestly it's it's a little bit uh, like heartbreaking <laughs> i guess is maybe one of the word the word i'm looking for uh, like i'm definitely very don't have a good outlook on battlefield right yeah. now i think i don't think any of us did but this is definitely not helping, helping. i think it's more scary for the franchise for me because yeah. that is the only developer that was been that's been transparent interacting with the community that i could remember since i've been on right. twitter and we kind of within battlefield community like they're always radio silent they just do what ea tells them to do the community managers don't even interact too awful much but then you had this high up developer that was part of and i somebody said this on x and i totally agree with the wording part of the avengers come in and save battlefield vincent right. pella brian bead rebecca Kutaz, and Marcus Leto, they were the Avengers. Like after it left, they were the super team that was supposed to come in and attack this thing and, uh, and, and turn it around. And then you have one of them leave before it's announced. And the person that left was the one interacting with the community. It's like worst case. If any of the others had left, minus maybe Vince, I would be like, oh geez, that sucks. But where it's like the guy that was interacting with us, that's why yeah. it sucks. Um, I didn't think of, you know, the, the, what you just, brought up is not something I thought of prior to, to this to tonight's show is you know what if there was a disagreement and, and he didn't want to do specialists and they did so that that just honestly scares me to death that next year we're going to get an announcement and they double down on specialists and like you know like Battlefield's just like the only hope in AAA gaming I have left it's like come on like you know turn the clock back one more time just release <laughs> yeah. one more banger that's what I know that's they what, can do it, and then like if they double down, man, I I might just never play video games again. That that would be heartbreaking. Gray zone, um, but that's what I uh, <laughs> that's what I talked or that's what Tom Henderson said though was we haven't seen the end of specialists and the narrative 
part of it was supposed to be specialist. So I don't know, man. Uh, we'll that's, have to see. Uh, as well, again, I, I go. I don't expect a, a, a campaign. You know, when I Not when anymore. I want to put out a fire, when I want to put out a fire, what I do is pour gasoline over the fire, and that usually works. So I think they have the right mindset here. Yeah, Mr. Bag Noodles in chat is exactly right. My, I sometimes I get a little bit too pessimistic, and my wife is like, "Why are you being so pessimistic?" And I came up with this saying. I was like. As a pessimist, I'm either correct. The two outcomes, I'm either correct or I'm pleasantly surprised. That's the right. two outcomes if I'm a pessimist. And I think that's how we need to if be. You're, if you're an optimist. With Battlefield. Yeah. And I, I think we all also need to remember is like when that game was about to release 2042, they were, you had developers who had been there for many titles at that point saying like guys i've worked on so many battlefields it just needs a little bit more time in the oven that's all it's gonna be a great and so no matter we're not gonna you know we're gonna get trailers and this and that and i don't think we're gonna really have any idea what the game actually is like until it beta until it's released yeah if there even is a beta you know they they like they lied to us and they they stole a lot of money and they stood their they, ground had they and been, tried to convince us. Yeah. yeah, had they been up front and actually shown that title, no one would have bought it. So, uh, you know, people need to definitely not be pre-ordering and this and that this time around. And, and if they drop the ball again, then, you know, Battlefield The thing is, themselves. though, it's, it's going to be, again, the people that, uh, that are in forums know not to do that, but again, the people that are just playing... Battlefield on their consoles. They don't really listen to podcasts. They don't go on Twitter. They just play games on their console. They're gonna reorder again. They maybe there's yeah. Battlefield will I, always I think sell there's, a as lot. much as as much as there yeah as much as there is a good amount that understand what Battlefield used to be. There's a lot that were also probably just introduced to Battlefield because of 2042, and they're gonna expect the next one to be like that. And that's fair, but I think Steam charts, for the most part, you know, you have Battlefield 2042 player counts, you know, just looking at oh, Steam it's, charts. It's low, yeah. Are but low, I'm, and then you have better, more numbers playing 5, 4, and like 3 than you do with 2042. Yeah, so, well, for sure, but then I look at the console, but then again, the, even the low player base, they're still making the same amount of money, if not more, because of all the Thanks, live service. cosmetics. Thanks, yeah. live service. Yep, exactly, Boo. Good, very good point. Um. I've actually been working Battlefield 5 back into the stream rotation in the evenings, and uh, it's fun. I, I have to use that Battlefield hacker website to scan my servers before I join to look for hackers, and you can find a few clean ones and play and have fun. Um, and it just, it's bittersweet, man, because you're like, dude, this game's fun, right? And you're like, shh, are they ever going to be able to do this again? Like, I don't yeah. know. Weird. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. I get a little emotional probably, when I play probably, Battlefield. Probably not. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> So we'll see. This doesn't <laughs> yeah, feel good. We we um, we already saw the best of Battlefield. We do we do know like if we kind of kind of tie a bow on this or, or recap just a little bit. I'm trying to think because I have listened to all the earnings calls. Uh, they talked about how the next experience, <laughs> and ironically, Andrew Wilson said the next Battlefield is going to be a, a community driven fans? experience. Is that what it's going to be? It's going to be for the community, not a love <laughs> letter to the fans. This time it's <laughs> community driven. It's different. It's different buzzwords. It's different gaslighting. It's but it's not, gonna be a community yeah, driven. Not. I bet it's I bet it's the furthest along in development too. And it, and it's and it's gonna be battlefield, it's gonna be battlefield as an ecosystem across different platforms. 
going to be a robust, oh, engaging live service. And uh, just the dunk, like just you know what I want to hear is we're bringing back old Battlefield. That's all they got. That's all I got to say, man. Like I'm so sick of it. Like if I I'm at this point, like I I hope I'm fucking surprised, but. I really hope they double down on the specialist crap in the game and the whole franchise just goes under. I'm, like if, if they're that stupid to keep <laughs> doing this dumb shit, they deserve to just the franchise should just die like Medal of Honor at, at that at that point. I, I'm to the point my expectations are like it would take so little to impress me. All they have to say at this point is we put a modern skin on Battlefield Five. That's that, that's where I'm at. Like that's it. In a sentence, how do you want to make the next battlefield? Put a battlefield put a modern skin on Battlefield Five. And that's that's where I'm at now. You would think, but the decision making over there hasn't. They don't have a very good track record the past. True, true. And this and this doesn't this this uh, Leto leaving is is not a good vibe. So we'll we'll keep an eye out on things going forward. Like if he uh, if anybody comes out with a statement or anything, I would expect enough people are talking about this. You have different uh, news organizations talking about it. I mean, the Scope FPS podcast is talking about it. Big deal. So uh, clearly, I mean, obviously. So well, I would, hey, on the, on the plus side, though, on the plus side, if they do mess this one up and the franchise doesn't go under, we only need to wait five to six years for the next title. So you know, that's it. While yeah. Call of Duty releases a game every single year, Battlefield's on the five to six year train right now, um, and then we can get five six <laughs> years of amazing live service with one map seven months it's gonna be crazy guys you everyone should be really Buckle excited for this game. yeah yeah get excited yeah like everybody's yeah. like we're, smiles. we're season seven yeah season seven the battle of With hell the, I, I heard starving. they're bringing in i heard that they're gonna bring in one map and 1.78 of a gun are you guys ready for that it's gonna be wild. a new barrel and they added some um shipping containers to some of the previous maps maybe a too, sandbag if you're lucky yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, they're really going above and beyond, you know, and new specialist <laughs> abilities like shooting grapple guns and mech suits. It's going to be so cool, dude. They're crushing it. I love I, I really think in, in the corporate world, and unfortunately, AAA gaming is corporate, right? It's all about making money, and it's monkey see, monkey do. And I think, I think EA, it makes sense to me that they're having a hard time letting go with the specialist because Apex Legends is like their only shooter success in a really long time. And the reason they're able to market off of it and do seasons is because of the heroes or the legends. They're called le- the Apex Legends, the legends. And I think because of the legends. success of that is why they're having a hard time letting specials go in Battlefield. And it's have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Like that's just like the, the callback I'm hearing. It's like <laughs> they're they're literally killing themselves. Like they just, the irony here is that that they have like the formulas there, and they're just too stupid to see it. Yeah. So dumb. It drives me crazy. Let's switch topics before I have a fucking heart attack. Let's do it. Let's talk about something positive. And I, that is Rainbow Six Year 9. And I know you guys don't play uh, Rainbow Six too much, so I don't want to spend a ton of time boring my two co-hosts to death uh, talking about Rainbow Six. But Year 9 is like a really big deal. And I will say um, a couple things that I saw um, when, when they revealed all this stuff via Starlink, baby, um, was... That I don't think, and, and you guys can comment on this because this is kind of crazy. It doesn't sound like there's not going to be a Rainbow Six Siege 2. That's something I kind of have wanted in the past. Um, but uh, the, the director for Rainbow Six said, we've seen other games do this, and it's not going so well. And I did say that too. 
Like CS is going to be a really good case study on if Rainbow should do it again. Overwatch 2, not so good. But he literally said, I don't want to name names, but other games have done this and it's not turned out well. And that Rainbow Six is here to stay far beyond in the future. And they also said that year 10, so they talked about in 2025 and six, they said where the next six Invitational World Championships is going to be. So it's going till, it's going at least another two years. This is year nine. And they said something big and fundamental is going to happen for year 10. I could see an engine upgrade in year 10. Essentially a siege I was going to say, that's not, what they need to bring in. It feels yeah. like, it feels like, I just, I, you can keep the receipts, you can clip it. And, uh, and all that stuff. I think that year 10 is going to be a big, big Siege engine update. Uh, and I, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful for that, for something big in, in year 10. Um, but yeah, I want to run through some of these things with year 9. Again, it's crazy. We're year 9. And unlike Battlefield, it's four seasons a year. Every three months, <laughs> you get a new season in Rainbow Six. Actual content? So the only negative, I That's guess, you could, take, you could take from this whole <laughs> thing is they've backed off with operators. Um, and I, I think that's okay. They, they did talk about how early, early on in Siege that they wanted to get to 100 operators on each side. I don't know if that's even possible. Um, but what's going to happen this year is uh, you're going to get a new operator in Season 1. So that's in a couple weeks. It's already on the test server. That's what's cool about these announcements. You can already play the new season on the test server. Um, there's also a Recruit Remaster next season, a new operator in Season 3, and then uh, Blackbeard. I, they didn't come out and say it, but they teased. It's essentially going to be Blackbeard gets a rework in Season 4. So, Recruit, Rework, but only two new operators instead of the usual four. It was eight before that. So, they're, they're winding down on operators, which I get it because there's a lot of power creep going on. There's a lot of ops that do the same thing, but just different or better. And it's power creep. And it kind of it feels like they're running out of ideas, so I don't hate that. Um, so, a quick rundown of what you get. I think this is all really cool stuff. A lot of it's really cool stuff. Not all of it. You get a new attacker, Deimos. Updated shield mechanics. I'm not excited about updating the shields. With shields, they're giving more operators ballistic shields. They're making it to where you can reload your gun, do your abilities and stuff from behind cover. And you can also take shields, jump in barricades, and you can actually knock people over. You can stun players and knock them over with the shield, um, which does suck. But you can't shoot from cover anymore. So there would be a thing where you could put your handgun around the side of the shield and just shoot. can't do that anymore. You have to expose your head to shoot. Um, so that's a little bit give or take. There's huge attachment changes. Um, one thing they did say is they want the TDM meta to die, which is awesome. They want they want siege players to be they want to be the best tactical shooter out there, and they want players to be rewarded for mental tactical thought out gameplay. Right now, it's really strong to the TDM meta. People run around and play like COD if they're really good aimers. They want to work on that, so they're doing big changes to ADS. They're doing big changes to sights. They're getting rid of sights. Um, and adding more magnified scopes, uh, getting rid of 1.5x. They're adding a cosmetic locker so you can see all your cosmetics in a little easier place. Um, LMGs are getting a balance. They're getting easier to shoot, but harder to handle. Um, zombies, barricades get broken, battle pass and event. That's season one. Uh, if you look on here, though, what, what, would, what I would argue... Um, is the biggest thing under player protection data ban improvements so what they're actually doing the the, the anti-cheat stuff sounds awesome and i know call of duty has done this with and, and and talked about it and it just turns out to be lip service with uh a lot of us think that ricochet is a psyop and not even real but i have noticed changes in siege to cheaters when they talk about cheaters and what they're talking about doing sounds awesome they're actually adding ai and machine learning to data bans improvements 
So this year will be a new anti-cheat. The AI anti-cheat is actually happening. And, it, and it's going to take a look at using data to do that. It's going to be refined over each progressing season throughout the year. But the first iteration of it launches this first season. And they're changing ranked playlists. They're going to make it harder to smurf. You have to, if you don't play ranked, you have to re-unlock it. So a lot of people, a lot of cheaters that'll rotate accounts, they'll cheat on it. And then next season, they'll play on a different one. They'll cheat on it. And they, they change it like that. So they're working on that. Then in season two, they're changing uh, ban enforcement on Steam. And again, on Uplay to where they're doing, it sounds like hardware bans. So if you get banned, they're working on ways. I know people will get around it. I know spoofers will hit it. But they're making it to where if you, you can't buy a new account, you get banned. So that's Good. awesome. That's yeah, and then thank God. what was really awesome is they're doing a reput uh, reputation system is all changing and stuff. That's whatever. Uh, but with Mousetrap, so what they're doing when now in season three and four, whenever you get detected using a mouse on console, they put you in the PC player match pool. So they're really like, you want to use a mouse? You can go play with PC players. So they're not even nice. they're not even messing with. It. So that's super super cool. And then in season four, they're actually allowing console players to play with PC players if they want to. You have to opt in, and it's a one way street. PC players can't go play with console players. Console players have to opt into PC. And then they're also doing match cancellation 3.0, which is they're kicking cheaters automatically in game. Like Valorant anti-cheat, if the cheater is detected in the game, they're kicking them, that is, and that match is canceled right away. So the anti-cheat is getting way more robust this year. Uh, they spent a lot of time talking about it. It was awesome. So I don't know how much more. I don't want to put you guys to sleep and bore you to death. Um, Did about, you say they were reworking some of the, the operators too? Uh, the, recruit, there a the recruits are recruit. getting reworked. And then um, Blackbeard's getting a rework uh, in season four. And we then, don't know what it is though. They didn't say. No, they'll have to. Okay. It'll let's say it when it gets. Closer. I always liked Black Blackbeard. Blackbeard and Fuse were like my two favorite because AK twelve and Mark seventeen. <laughs> yeah, they'll be they'll be a lot different. Fuse will be different because he has a shield, so you get all those updated shield mechanics. And then nice. I I don't know what they're gonna do to Blackbeard. That'll be crazy. They've added. Um, they're doing a bunch of new training tools. They're doing a whole bunch of AI stuff where you can play against AI and practice, and they're trying to get it to where new players have some chance to learn. Um, they're adding a couple things. The one thing I really didn't like was they're going to allow people to, to turn on a way to pre-visualize throwables. So there'll be, uh, a, there'll be like a white line where your throwable is going to go because all the throwables in the game have like different, different things and different kind of trajectories. I think that kind of dumbs down the game a little bit. And part of learning how to use grenades and stuff effectively is like playing it. You just have to learn like how to throw some of that stuff. And it's different. It's a yeah. little bit of a skill gap. So I, I didn't really like that. That's one of the only things. Uh, another thing I'm excited about is season three, they're adding a siege of uh, a siege cup is coming back. So that'll be like tournaments you can sign up for like on the weekends or something. You can sign up for a tournament in game and it puts you with other five stacks so you have a full team of your friends and it puts you in a tournament bracket with other five stacks of similar um skill level and you actually oh, play cool. through a tournament just like pro league uh in game and can win uh like like unique cosmetics and stuff in the siege cup so, fine crash i'll reinstall it Jeez. it's time to sweat man 
It's time to sweat God, it out man. in the Siege Cup, dude. Um, Won't yeah, stop so, begging me to reinstall. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> one of the big things. One of the big things I've hated is they took away the T Hunt to warm up with, and uh, they're adding some new AI stuff that's going to be essentially T Hunt. It sounds like basically the maps are going to have targets in every room, and then they're adding map filters and standard playlists, which is awesome. You can make it feel more like ranked for a little bit better of a warm up, and then lots of good balancing stuff. Nerfs to Solus and Fenrir and uh, Dokubi. Those are all necessary. Ban those a lot. Um, and they also said they want to update. Um, they want to update communication. So they're going to do big devlogs every two months on the state oh, of the nice. game, balancing what they're working on. And um, yeah, they're adding some new long-term progression stuff, some badges, stuff I don't care about too much. Um, but yeah, I don't have too much to add. I think that's the main stuff. But I'm I'm excited for the the thing. It's kind of sad. This is where we're at. But the thing I'm most excited for is AI anti cheat. I've been wanting that in games. Siege is probably my overall favorite shooter. So to see them see AI anti cheat machine learning coming to my favorite game is is pretty hype. Pretty excited. So I'm yeah, hopeful. That's awesome. I'm hopeful it feels. This is better. year year nine, right? Yeah, this is year nine. And wow. Yep. Impressive. Seasons one, two, three, and four are confirmed. It's pretty cool. And I, this is one of the most. It, if you at surface level, you're like, man, only two new ops. But if you look at everything else, you can tell it just really feels like they're like, feel like new ops are getting a little noisy and they're focusing on the pillars of the game. They're they're revamping a lot of stuff. There's a ton of balancing stuff, and uh, they're really working on the AI stuff with onboarding. And uh, they're also working on like a, a big revolutionary change to matchmaking in season four too. I've, 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 a lot of the stuff I bitch about is being addressed this season. Um, so I don't know. It's pretty encouraging. If the game would just not crash on my PC, that would be super neat. Because um, the last time it you made me want to throw issue? my PC out the window. I try to play this game. <laughs> interesting. It's interesting stuff with that issue. Um, yeah, a lot of people have had it. Fry, nice. Fry had to like uninstall yeah, it. He can't it should be a good it. Really? So yeah, hopefully it's better. I've been hearing some people on Twitter who've played the test server, um, have been saying, "Did we lose buff?" No. Can you? Can you hear us? Oh, my internet died. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been go. hearing you. You hear? You go. hear me, buff? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, my internet crapped out for a second. I thought it was me. <laughs> Thank God. Um, no, was what was, what, what stream, was I saying? Stream's still up. Stream's yeah, still up. Yeah, stream's still going. Oh, okay. Jeez. Play hiccup. I was saying, uh, like, I had a lot of fun playing the, this game in 2019, so I definitely would jump back in. I just need to, like, you know, warm up, have some some time to like relearn everything and get used to the movement. But it's definitely a, a great game, especially when you can play with with some friends. Yeah, man, I, I wouldn't, uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you want to get back into the game, it's going to take some hours, like, to be competitive again, because it's, there's a lot to it. But on the flip side, like, I think they're, they're adding, they're adding some tools to help with that. There's, there's a That's way. That's what it sounds like. There's a way you can play, like, AI against how, and learn maps. And there's also, like, it, there's one that's really cool. I actually did a little bit today, because I realized that I need to learn some of the new maps better. Um, you can actually, um, play a mode where it gives you the call out and the location you go find it 
and like grab the objective and then it's just basically hide and go seek learn the map so it it's pretty cool it tells you if it's a bomb site or not and uh yeah man it's fun and like justin said in chat it is fun on console it, it's really fun on console because there's not near as many cheaters but, yeah hey i, I ain't that cheat please 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 <laughs> um yeah so trying to think if there's anything else oh one thing they're adding that's cool uh you'll be able to hop in the while you're queuing for a match you'll be able to hop in the shooting range stay warm stay loose baby oh and that's cool hop in the shooting range while you're waiting that's pretty cool buff did you see the the delta force update like the the new trailer and stuff yeah i did uh we could talk about that a little bit if you want to um yeah that's fine so so there's like two pieces of news there the there's the new trailer and then um they're taking like a survey for um survey to register for an offline like in-person event gameplay event in la uh yeah gonna take place in mid-march i think it's like march 14th or something like that are you flying Um, to la no i mean hopefully if they're gonna pay for (laughs) it but we'll see (laughs) I'm not yeah, paying to fly step, to LA. Do you want but... to step foot in LA? You know, <laughs> if they pay for pay for the flight and the hotel, I'll I'll gladly go out there to get fight buff. Yeah, right. Somebody, please, no. Um, <laughs> but that should be that should be a lot of fun. I mean, this this is this is definitely the game I'm I'm most excited for, just because I already have a console. You know, I don't need to like build a new PC for it. So I think this this game has a lot of potential. And here with the with the trailer it's like a story um narrated it really goes into like what the whole story of this game is because people are saying like oh the campaign's black hawk down then it's like a modern day or if semi future yeah so yeah yeah. so this kind of explains it you know you have you have the events that took place in mogadishu in 1993 um you're going to be able to replay that for the single player and then you're going forward here to 2035 where the multiplayer is where you have hazard zone and um or hazard warfare and whatever it's like the i'm sure we'll mode see and the, yeah. it's the two two game modes i've talked about the 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 extraction and then the multiplayer um but yeah pretty much pretty much um what the objective is is um there's a trying a major corporation here trying to like you know under the guise of like bettering the world um and what you're going after there you see like that little uh it looks like a, a a crystal type thing, very similar to what you were going after, like the shape wise of in Hazard Zone for Battlefield 2042, and those are apparently like blueprints for this new futuristic whatever whatever the uh, whatever it is that the the big baddie here, um, the antagonist has has in mind to you know better society. Um, so it really kind of explains story-wise, you know, where we came from, 1993, to where where we are now, and why why the fighting is happening with these, you know, these different uh, PMC companies and and militaries. You know, what you're fighting over, what the reason is, and then that also bleeds into what the the story is behind that extraction mode. Is you're really going into, you know, find bits and pieces of these blueprints and, and different things that that go along with the story. So. That's kind of what this trailer does. It's it's a it's a narrative story. What is what is the whole story behind this? What are you fighting for? What's the reason for this? You know, you're not just random soldiers fighting over nothing. There's a, there's a purpose to it. So, yeah. um, you know, definitely watch that on their YouTube page if you guys want to get more information. But it 
Yeah, Scalp Corp vibes. Views yeah. It's like 2.4 million views. Yeah, yeah. And, and Man Name Nobody says in chat there's Scalp Corp vibes. Like, it really does have like those vibes from Breakpoint, the uh, Scalp Corp, like, you know, the, the futuristic um that we're gonna better society through technology and, and advance yeah, and all that yeah. stuff yeah a lot it, of like it, uh yeah it really seems like a very and, and i said this last time we talked about it, it seems like they took bits and pieces from like the best games that you know all of us would kind of shooter wise would pick and they took the best pieces of that and kind of threw it all together and refine game modes, it. the yeah. the look, yeah. the feel. It's funny too. In the trailer, you can see two vehicles that it's like, oh, I guess it's confirmed. Some of the vehicles now, uh, and then one of them is being. I guess they never even in the year twenty thirty five or thirty six. I think is what this game takes place in. Yep. Um, they they still have an M one A four Abrams tank <laughs> rolling around. Oh, can't. Sorry, if it ain't broke, hey, don't fix it. Serious. Yeah. Exactly. Why would they change exactly. that baby? And then uh, there's a little like four person troop transport uh, called a Valkyrie. So that's going to be like their little Jeep or mm. it's like, a, I don't know, it looks like a, like a off-road type of vehicle. So uh, maybe it's a forerunner. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's called a, Valkyrie. It's called a Valkyrie. So it's, but um, it's, it's cool. a little like specs to it. If you like pause it at the right time, it says like unarmored. So oh, it'll be just, cool. like a, you know, movement vehicle. So mm-hmm. yeah uh i'm excited to get into it as well um you got like some comanches there too it looks like yeah i'm thinking the campaign will be like oh you you'll like relive the events of like mogadishu black hawk down yeah scenario and then it'll be like you know a couple years later you move on to like maybe you'll be looking at the the the, that'd be cool maybe you'll be looking at the crash site and then like the next level is like you're looking at the same crash site and a couple years later i don't know i think cool but yeah i i think that's a pretty good possibility but i yeah i think you're right it seems like where they're gonna like the original campaign from delta force which was the, the black hawk down events like you're gonna basically replay that whether it's one for one i think they kind of re you know modernize like redoing it's not gonna be the same story because obviously that would be dated um probably add a lot more to it um but yeah i mean that's gonna be you know, a lot there's of gonna fun be, to play. like if there's gonna be uh we don't know yet. I don't know if uh, plane combat. Uh, I don't. Yeah. So I'm not sure about plane plane I combat. So. But I mean, they have the F-35s in the trailer. I know there's going to be yeah, tank, tanks yeah, and other vehicles. Single seat, so. You know, yeah, one, you know, one engine yeah. vehicle. So, yeah, I saw that. I thought I saw an A-10 towards the end. You did. Yep. There's, <laughs> well eight, there's an A-10. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was very, very quick, very quick. And then like some weird. Um, ifv bradley or like with like super smooth armor looking type of vehicle yeah something probably more futuristic maybe like a stealth bradley which would be funny but you know it looks like yeah it looks like a mix of like a a merkava and like like a bradley or something like just yeah because i had like the the height of a bradley but like the cannon of you know maybe something a little bit more like that but Mm. and then that dual rotor helicopter is called a what you said earlier well there's there's like uh, I didn't. I don't know if I'm talking about if we're seeing the same helicopter. There's one there that's a Comanche. That that was yeah. like the old canceled. It was supposed to replace the Apache as like a is like a stealth uh, recon. Yeah. So that that thing right there, it looked like a Comanche. Maybe it, it could be. I'm sure that it look. They it looks like a 
Comanche. It's probably some futuristic plus, designation. Plus yeah. other, yeah, plus other, uh, like a KA-52 with a dual rotor, kind of like they come through that into one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're getting creative, which is cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. This is this is a game I'm most excited about right now, specifically from a console uh, perspective. I think it has a lot of, uh, definitely a lot of possibilities if they stick the landing, which everything I think I've seen so far <laughs> is looking good and i've seen a lot of multiplayer gameplay too out there on youtube you can find it on like some spanish and chinese channels and everything looks pretty fun so dude i'm nice nice man i hate to be a downer i'm really off on this game i don't know why i I've, i i it might I think be once you get your hands on it yeah i'm i mean i'm open to it but i i just it might be the ptsd from 2042 i just i despise the specialist stuff i see and like some of the colorization and some of the the soldier outfits look a lot like 2042 and some of the map design gives me that vibe of 2042 and i just ugh. i think a lot uh, of the game... i haven't i haven't been talking about it because of that it's a little yeah. bit too colorful to again like this in, heavy into the specialist but then they bring me back in with like the game modes and some of the i mean even the trailer was pretty well put together as well yeah it and i will say that the gameplay i've seen you know it doesn't look like color too colorful or anything like that like the gameplay i've seen looks very grounded and specialist okay. wise okay. i so haven't the trailers are separate from what you've seen gameplay wise a little bit yeah the, the gameplay looks very grounded like they're, they're this is all clearly like obviously pre-rendered um Wait, the trailers don't represent the game but, I mean, again. I just don't want to see wingsuits, you know. Like, I didn't see any around, that, uh, you know. I mean, I get it though. There is, I mean, like there is that part in the, you know, the trailer where a guy sends a drone from his wrist, and drone warfare is a thing, you know. Even in today's modern battlefield, it's not as pretty and high tech with you know coming off your wrist, but you know, um, it's there. And then just like the little part at the end of just like them all running, you know, towards an objective. It just you know it gives me that part gave me battlefield vibes for sure yeah but with that gave me a little bit like ah battlefield ptsd you know (laughs) so it really the the gameplay and the multiplayer gameplay specifically that i've seen it really kind of reminds me of like a a battlefield four slash like five-ish mix i want to say with like advanced warfare type of you know storyline behind it with like the corporations and the private companies right, right. And, but you're not getting that yeah. crazy stuff in game like the only special stuff i've seen gameplay wise is a a wrist mounted um like grenade launcher or like the that, scanner or uh yeah. the crossbow well i know, haven't seen the, gameplay the of those ones arrow. so i don't know how i don't in, know in how the old trailers you know they, they was like the pre-rendered gameplay you know yeah of, yeah so it's we've seen it we just haven't seen someone actually use it but then again there was there was a you know a, a bow and arrow expo you know in battlefield 4 so you know it's not yeah it was you know kind of like a funny weapon to use but um but those ones yeah. also appear to be like because the wrist mounted grenade launcher that i saw and you can catch it here in the trailer when i saw the gameplay of that it's you know it's like a limited use like you'll use it and it need, it takes time to like recharge you can't just go around spamming like your special even like the medic or anything. gun as well too again kind of reminiscent of 2042 but yeah. it's, it's like a yeah, one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's not like shooting from across you know the battlefield it's more just like coming up to your person and actually right, healing them right. which would be really interesting in their extraction game mode as well yeah yeah and and, and i will say like 
the extraction gameplay that I've seen, you know, that's <clears throat> that's basically it's um it's DMZ with all the elements of like Tarkov injected into it. So I mean, that's what I want to see. So for me, I mean, that's that's a big hell yeah. <clears throat> so we'll see. Yeah, that's it. And the cool part about it is uh, that it is not. I will be. I will be honest with you here. The thing that's not like Battlefield twenty forty two is this is going to be free to play. So we'll get to try it with no financial risks, right? So everybody gets to see at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah, not not dropping a hundred dollars like a moron on a, right. on a game. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to check it out. So I I can't I can't complain at all because we'll all get to try it for free. So. Yeah. All right. Boss Sock got yeah. an update, man. Um, Devlog number ten. And uh, I just watched it a little bit before we went live. Mainly, there's not a lot of new gameplay stuff that the untrained eye would notice. Uh, it's more about everything going on with the transfer to the to the new engine and also rebuilding assets. So he's already talked about um, rebuilding um, the maps and things. And now this is more about uh, rebuilding a lot of the the assets and stuff within it, within the new engine. Uh, but there's just some really cool stuff. And um, <clears throat> if you go ahead and watch this and you notice uh, some of the things within it, you see this process again, how he goes around and takes pictures of like dilapidated rundown buildings. And then you see like one-to-one -one transformations of those into assets. So again, making everything from scratch, from his own pictures, his own textures and everything like that. And then the way he shows in this in this devlog, you see some of the water and and like the lighting with that. And then he shows playing the harmonica by the fire. Did you see that blue and playing the I'm guitar? I'm excited. Yep. And the guitar. That was sick. Yeah. And I feel and so the the person who made the animations is gonna like work on like getting the animations matched music eventually as well too. Like later it was down the close line. So. Already. I thought. Yeah. It's it's yeah yeah it's definitely pretty close, but that. Yeah, that the and then like the end trailer teaser of like the bandits walking through and they actually went out and filmed like on location with like real people and real uniforms, real weapons. Like it's he's putting dude, this guy's putting the work, man. Yeah, let me see if I can find some of the stuff in the game. Yeah, so that, that can... new devlog looked awesome. So I, also, I, I saw VSS Ventores. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know, yeah, you know, the stalker fan in me is like, oh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and even even coming across YouTube, like the audio of the reload and and racking the bolt and stuff was awesome. Even with mm -hmm. how YouTube works and coming from that, something, and the, something about just sitting around a campfire and just playing music. I don't know what what appeals to me so much about that. Some people look at that and probably see that as one of the most boring things to do in a first-person shooter game. But for some reason, it just hits different when you're the one <laughs> playing the song or even when you're just sitting by a campfire, especially when like, when the game finally releases and they allow co-op and stuff like that. You could just be sitting next to your friend next to a campfire while he's playing you know, the harmonica or guitar. And then maybe where it's like, it'd be cool if they added this. I don't know how easy or hard this would be but like how sea of thieves does it where like if one of your friends is playing one instrument and you come in with another and it just matches up and then oh, you basically yeah. start being like the harmony that would be cool but yeah. they have that in uh new world the amazon mmo people can start playing and other people can join in with their instrument and you play a song together yeah 
That's cool. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Like the lighting and the animations, even with the guitar, is like it's sick. So the all that suffice to say that uh Road to Vostok is coming together nicely in the new engine, which in and of itself is a huge deal. We've talked about it quite a bit, but I just wanted to let you guys know that uh Devlog 10 was out there. So if you're interested in that, again, he shows ragdolls, he shows some shooting mechanics and just the water and some of the water audio um is in there too. So and yeah, public demo is right around the corner. So this is some of the stuff. Yeah, we're gonna see a uh, highway. I think the shipyards is what the other map is called, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, and uh, your little hideout as well too, where In you get to put, Yeah, you get to put loot away, put your weapons on display, put you know canned goods on the shelves, and it's cool. You actually get to move stuff around and make it your own, not like where Tarkov does it, where it's all kind of just like preset stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be cool because I just remember the first public demo. I was you know you watch you watch the devlogs and things like that, and it looks really neat. But when it's rendered on your own machine, like the way things look is just awesome. Like even it doesn't do it justice with the YouTube compression and stuff like that. And in this one too, they did a like you said that's playing on screen now for those of you watching the visual version of a program. Uh, they did a uh, like a lore teaser. But it's a it's a live action teaser, like cinematic teaser of, of bandits and stuff. And guy holding a little uh, you know, Makarov, stuff like that. Or Tok eh, Tokrev or Makarov. I have to double check. It looked like a Makarov of some sort, but yeah, it's a those Soviet are like the bandits. And then him and then him him working on like the AI military faction as well, too. Looks like they'll be in some like Russian uh or like Russian equivalent uh camo as well, too. So with like that green camouflage pattern and, and it, it maybe i mean it was like the start of it um and stuff like that so yeah i'm excited to see more of it also uh i'm curious if there's going to be any um female bandit characters as well too or just like because that was in the little like live action yeah. trailer as well too i think that'd be kind of cool it's just like everyone everyone got just involved into this no matter who you are so yeah. And then like the ice fishing as well too. Yeah. You know, oh dude, if you get fish in the game, dude. You go ice fishing, let's you know? go. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's pretty sweet. So that's all looking good. And and that is out there. Um for you guys to check out. It's it's worth it's worth a peek. And just imagine like you can go and see the hideout. All the lighting, all the rendering, all that stuff has been switched to a new engine between demos. And so cool. it looks even better rendered on your machine, trust me. I'm excited so I, for this one. I thought we would end the day with a, uh, I think it's pertinent to our discussions today, um, with a, a little What's on X segment. And I realized just now, while the show is live, that I don't have a way to pump in desktop audio into the podcast. So you won't be able to listen to the tweet. So, great. Bad face. Awesome. Uh, but, but I will explain it to you. This will be better for no one, but I'm going to try to explain it to you. Um, Enders, everybody's favorite Battlefield creator, controversial uh, Battlefield creator, did a video on X talking about how he did a video that battle, talking about how Battlefield does need a Battle Royale to succeed and how everybody gets mad. And I can attest to this as I built my channel in the lead up to 2042, and I talked about how there needed to be a battle royale or a new kind of it ended up being hazard zone and people would get so mad 
those videos got so disliked all the time. And so basically I want to get your guys' take and then and then I have a very I have a very thought out take on on a battle royale on battlefield. I want to see what you guys think. I mean, for me, as much as I don't enjoy battle royales, I know they're super popular in keeping a game alive for a good couple of years. You know, that's kind of just what people, you know, what gamers want to play. Um again, me and Buff probably on the same page. We want more extraction based game modes and that's why you know hazard zone was i was looking forward to it because it was kind of like on that level of uh gameplay but i mean firestorm was it in battlefield 5 mm-hmm. if it awesome. wasn't behind a paywall it would probably still be played today 100 percent. i think the destruction the battlefields and destruction uh on terms with you know a battle royale i think it looked i mean it looked it played amazing um but it just was uh basically neutered at the start so yeah i forgot what teamer said in chat there was no anti-cheat at all in firestorm 2 there is it in battlefield 5 so that's that's important yeah what do you think buff what was his what was Ender's reasoning? Did he give a basically, reason? Basically he said and it's it's a lot of what I think too. He said he did a video about that and everybody in the comments was freaking out saying that Battlefield just needs to do Battlefield. It just needs to do Battlefield. And we get caught saying that sometimes too. And yeah. to what he's both, saying though. is what he's saying yeah. is for a company with the budget of EA, there's no reason they can't do both. There's no reason they yeah. can't make a good battlefield and have a battle royale on it because like i've said he ex- echoed exactly what i've said in the past if you have a good battle royale along with a good multiplayer experience people are going to try battle royales or extraction modes like that's the new thing that's the great thing with shooters yeah. that gets everybody to try it and then they're like oh like with firestorm man these vehicles are kind of good or dude that that destruction is actually sick or this game is beautiful well, why don't I try the multiplayer too? And then you have a direct pipeline to bring people into the multiplayer. Call of Duty has done that well, where they've kind of turned multiplayer into a lot of people playing multiplayer, leveling guns for the battle royale. But yeah. it brings more people to, to multiplayer. And what he's saying, and I totally agree with it, is if you have a good BR with a good battlefield, the community <laughs> will grow quickly. And that's what everybody wants. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um like like Blue said, I would prefer an extraction shooter. But that being said, I think I do think Firestorm did a very unique and great take on a battle royale to to make it you know because you had I think Warzone had already launched at that point. It launched after Warzone. Am I or was it before Firestorm? I think it was it was before. You're talking, it was oh, before. you're talking about like when Firestorm released yeah, first. It, yeah, it launched before Warzone, so it launched after I think Blackout, right? Yeah, but then again, it was still behind that paywall as well, too. It so, was. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think what other such a long time battle royales were out at the time. So I think it launched in in sometime in late 2018 or early 2019. I want to say it was 2018. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so it was before Warzone, but regardless, yeah, I think they did. You know, PUBG was well, out sure. at the time. Yeah. You had Blackout um from from black ops 4 um but they did a really unique take on on a battle royale at the time which like blue said if it were free to play 
um, would have been amazing, right? It, it it would have been huge for the game because it would it it. I was excited to play it too. So but this was I, peak battle royale too. Like. Yeah, yeah, and I I couldn't just the reason if it were free to play, I would have played it. I wasn't going to justify paying the the full price tag for the game just to play the battle royale, which I think is the the same conundrum a lot of people ran into with that game. Um, but I, I, I do agree the, the, the only issue with saying that, I mean, he's a hundred percent correct. Um, but I think the one issue I see there is, you know, can EA and dice do multiplayer correctly and do battlefield correctly? Because so far they haven't been able to do multiplayer correctly. They haven't done single player. Um, and yeah, the extraction yeah. mode that they launched in 2042 was an unfinished nightmare. Um, that was also behind a paywall, which didn't make any sense. I mean, remember the hype for the, the hazard zone trailer, how excited everybody was for it. And then they, they said it was, you know, not a free to play. And that basically killed all the hype for that mode. So I agree whether it's extraction mode or battle royale, it needs to be free to play period. They need to get away from this, putting it behind the paywall. Cause it's, it it hasn't worked every time they've done it so far and they need to they need to first off they need to release a a very good classic multiplayer battlefield experience if they forego the single player fine but then i think you know four or five months down the road then you release that free-to-play experience um and if they can both be be fleshed out that's the resurgence of battlefield right there the question when they had free-to-play weekends when they had free to play weekends, a lot of players came and tried out Battlefield, and mm-hmm. uh, especially in 2042 recently. And they, I remember, yeah, some players were, re- re- you know, were retained because of that free to play weekend, mm-hmm. you know. So having a free to play mode just makes sense. It does because then you get you. I mean, think about it from a. If somebody doesn't want to justify paying the you know sixty seventy dollar price tag. For the game, then you have a free-to-play mode, whether it's extraction or battle royale. You get to have hands-on experience with the game, feel how it plays, how's the gunplay, what weapons, how do they feel, how does the movement feel, all this stuff. And then you say, hey, you know, I like this. I want to get these other weapons. I'm gonna buy the game and play the multiplayer and level this stuff up so I can use it. And that's how it works. I think that's that's why we see Call of Duty and Warzone has gone to the next level um, since Warzone's release. So I completely agree with him. It, it's not if they do it. If they do a multiplayer correct mode, you know, justice, and then come out with a free-to-play BR or extraction shooter that's also very fleshed out, it's not going to hurt. It's only going to better the community and the franchise as a whole. So there is, if they do it right, there's no negative to it. Question is, can they do it right? And and what Rain said yeah. in chat, it's a perfect mix. Frostbite is an engine right. that's already built for big maps and a lot of people right. and destruction. Mm-hmm. What do you want in a battle royale? Those things. So it, it, yeah, it shouldn't be a far reach. And my biggest takeaway from this whole discussion is we should not expect less from a triple A multi billion dollar publisher, right? Just because they haven't been able to do it in the past. They still have a massive budget. They're still a triple A shooter. They mm-hmm. should be able, they have, they have still a whole bunch of, of developers. They have a massive, amount of people that work on the game there is no reason that we shouldn't be able to have a good multiplayer and a good battle royale there should 
there should be both. You're 100 percent correct. There is there is no reason, and the, but that that's the the sad part is that they haven't been able to even produce a good game. <laughs> yeah, with but, this last title, which is like completely <laughs> insane, you know. So exactly, they have this huge budget. They there's no excuse. You're right. Just, yeah, just because they haven't been able to do it in the past doesn't mean they should be let off the hook. Exactly. Like Especially we for the price yeah. more of them. And I do remember uh, just going back to Firestorm. Like I remember when that came out, watching like Shroud, um, Doctor Disrespect, and, and like Level Cabin, some of the big Battlefield creators too. Like, but specifically the Battle Royale, you know, the big Battle Royale guys like Shroud and Doc at the time were just like, "This is revolutionary. This is this is this could be the best Battle Royale ever, except it's behind a paywall." And well, that and, and-, and there were some issues that didn't get resolved because like support was basically they, dropped they the did the knows. same thing that they've done with incursions they did the same thing they did with the uh, arena mode in battlefield 5 they did the same thing that they did with hazard zone uh, the second it got bad feedback they just abandoned it they're so quick yeah. to abandon stuff in battlefield yeah. and they did that with firestorm the other thing that killed it was they literally all those creators that could have made it blow up <laughs> they paid him they paid them to play apex legends they dropped Apex Legends around the same time yeah. for free. Yeah. They stealth launched yeah. it by paying Doc Shroud, all those guys to play it, and just left Firestorm completely out in the cold, which, in my opinion, is a much better product than Apex Legends. Not, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. It's, it's a different it's product. It's better for me. It's, it's different. It's, it's more what right, I would want to yeah. play. It's my opinion, what yeah. I would want to yeah. play. I think it's, they're two very different, like... They're different. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't yeah, have said very, that. Yeah. I take it back. It's, it's not... I, I agree, yeah. It's I'd subjective rather play, to me. I'd it's rather play Battlefield. Than, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I mean, that's a good point, is, is, you know, we should have those high expectations of Battlefield to do. You know, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to do this. You look at the... Not to be like a broken record, but the, the content we would get back in the golden age of Battlefield, you know, was insane compared to what we've we've come to expect, not just from Battlefield, but like the AAA market today. Um, it has just the, the quality of, of the products has gotten worse and worse and worse, and the amount of content has gotten less and less and less. And like you're saying, they're making more money today than they ever have. So there's no yep. excuse to mm-hmm. not be able to to produce this fully fleshed out well-rounded product that that can bring in players who have interest in, in you know everything uh, your battle royale players your your core multiplayer like there should be something for everybody and it should be fleshed out it shouldn't be broken and abandoned immediately yeah to, to go with what what's being asked in chat with firestorm i just remember they dropped support for it really early like a few months into it they said they're not going to update anymore because a ton of people we're saying please fix the loot like the looting was and inventory yes. was a huge deal and yeah and they and criterion was the one were the ones that that did firestorm and they said that criterion has already moved on to other projects it's not worth them and they don't have the tech or time to change fundamental things like the looting so the loot would just puke out on the ground and then the inventory was really counterproductive so basically i think just not a ton of people were playing it because it was behind a 50 dollars paywall they dropped Apex Legends for free with a massive shadow drop campaign. They paid a ton of streamers to play it. Apex Legends was going crazy. Everybody was talking about it. Yeah. And so Firestorm just got put to the back burner. They saw not a lot of people were playing it, so they didn't put the time and money into updating it. And it was super sad. One of my very first videos I made on my channel, uh, like a couple years ago now, or several years ago now, was how I was 
Firestorm. I think the video was titled like Firestorm was my favorite battle royale that never was. And I, I talked about how I saw that. How yeah. It, how it was like that was like my one of my first videos. Um, but they did the same thing with Hazard Zone too. So I mean they yeah, need to get away thing. they need to get away from same this. Same thing with incursions. They just Yeah. They, at the first sign of any kind of resistance or people not they just abandoned it. Like oh, stop. Yeah. Gone. Oh but, my god. But they're also man. saying they're also saying like, oh, you know, the, the team already rolled on doing their project. Like what happened? You release a game, you support it for You mean a years. robust live service? I mean I don't understand. The people that left, they were probably again, probably just on contract, moved on after that, you know, or were hired for a specific reason. I think so. I mean but that's the same. Like, think about it from a multiplayer perspective. It's like, okay, the multiplayer released. Oh, sorry, guys, we can't fix anything now because the team rolled on to another project. Like, that's that's management issues right there. Is not budgeting and allocating a de developer teams to to be staggered to support the product you just. Released. That's that goes up to upper management at EA, Dice, whoever. Like, because I mean, as much as we bitch about Call of Duty, they at least are fixing their game and supporting their product for the full year. Yeah. Yeah, it it yeah, there's so many ways you can you can break this down too and one of them is, you know, Hazard Zone was really pushed and and they go ahead they went ahead and let people make Tarkov comparisons like this is going to be a AAA like DMZ was. And they right. let people make those comparisons and they let it hype up the marketing of the game. So Hazard Zone was one of the reasons people were okay with the campaign being gone. They're like, man, right. you got multiplayer, uh, you got the portal, and you got an entire new mode in Hazard Zone. You got a whole new mode. There's tons of content. So they sold a bunch of games on the premise that Hazard Zone was there. Once they had the money for the sales, they abandoned the mode, took the money to the bank, called it a day. Okay. I don't even think they did. Like, they might have done, like, one or two little minor updates for that game. They did some like, tweaks to it, but... They received, like, no support. No, it's rough. <laughs> it was always rough. There wasn't much there. Yeah. So, yeah. Is is that a show? That's a show. I think so. I feel pretty, like I packed. I bored Blue to death. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wake up, Blue. The show's <laughs> over. Wake up. <laughs> no, man. That was a good one. There's a lot I of stuff. Just, you know, it was good. It was good. There's I just definitely stuff. been... Uh, I was more... This is more of a listening one for me because, again, that was also like me kind of getting back into the swing of things when it comes to like online social media and stuff like that so i feel you we're getting we're getting plugged back in we'll have a we'll have another good program next week we'll keep our ear to the ground going on in the in the fps space should be good uh i just want soccer too that's all okay sorry. can we get yeah. can we get my man <laughs> no. some soccer too please yeah please yeah right. that'd be sweet get him an early copy boom so, all right, guys, I think that's it. Again, if you want to support the show, be a friend, tell a friend, share it around. We would love that to have more folks come back with us next week and hang out, talk about FPS games. Uh, same goes for the podcast listeners. Share it around if you have a buddy or a friend that enjoys. I don't know what the difference would be between a buddy and a friend. Um, but if they uh, would share it around to them who listen to podcasts, let them know about it. Leave us a, a kind review on Spotify or an Apple podcast. We'd forever be indebted to you. Thank you to all the chatters that were here with us live. Enjoyed it very much. Thoughtful conversation as always. Always very impressed with the knowledge of our live audience. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week for episode 111 on Monday, 5.30 p.m. 111. Central. Yeah. All right, guys. See ya.
Later. Bye.